Welcome to this podcast. Here we discuss introspection, being, development, and all the good stuff. Welcome. Let's begin with a topic that I truly love. I think it's imperative on the 21st century world to explore and therefore I take my my own interest in it now what it is is sensuality and romanticism and exploration okay so let's start with those three and see where we go okay so let's let's do the most simple first so you have exploration what does that mean right you walk into a new space a new a new house a new institution right immediately you're confronted with a new perception and so whatever your preconceived notion is it doesn't exist for this Area. Now, obviously, there's certain preconceived notions that assist, like you understand that's a table and you understand that's a chair. You, you have some preconceived concepts that assist you in your exploration, but in terms of navigation, where to go, what, what room is what, what the energy of the place is, what the local rules are, like the things that matter, how to interact properly with the people in that space one would need to be on a mode of exploration now I've questioned the differences between romanticism and exploration <clears throat> now romanticism is taking uh, an experience and highlighting the the itty bitty details in that experience meaning when one is confronted with something or they they choose to confront with something with an experience they have the option of of hiring the resolution and and seeing more of that experience and feeling more of that experience we're gonna get back to the feeling aspect now, the classic example of romanticism and what it's associated with is a romantic encounter, which means that one is experiencing his life or her life in a way that it's profound in that moment where everything else seems justified as, as side aspects of life in order for this to be the main focus and during that experience of of a romantic encounter one is one is feeling a high level of reality per second or whatever per minute meaning not every th frame of reality has as much information to offer to oneself if one is, I don't know, taking a walk, right, seeing, seeing a nice piece of nature, we can highlight that experience and, and the person can 
take in the experience in depth, but there is going to be a limit to that depth. Like, a person can't sip <clears throat> and romanticize the leaf because as much information as the leaf offers to oneself, it doesn't offer um, much. Now, a person can spend all their life focusing on that leaf and finding all the profundity in that leaf but it won't there'll be that limit where a person will be exhausted but then when one is encountering uh, a romantic experience an actual romantic experience it's almost as if it's inexhaustible there's just so much in there now, Romanticism uses narrative in its experience. And I'll explain. If one is, you know, uh, walking down a boardwalk, a romantic um, location, right? Which means that there's a lot of information being offered to the human soul to experience. When they're doing that walk, they... In order to experience it, they must put together parts in a way where it wouldn't be experienced alone. So you're walking on a boardwalk and there's a beach. There's, um, you know, some other people walking comfortably. There's, there's, there's a lot of romance in other people. There's, there's nice neon lights, whatever the the scene is now the sum of those parts is just water you know people walking next to water and lighting okay so that's right that's that's the, the objective situation but romanticism would say that you know the, the brush of the the ocean and how deep the ocean it connects to a person right and 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 how people are connecting, walking by the ocean. You're connecting to other people who are coming, and we're all doing this dance in in this in a weekend sense, where we're all on vacation away from the real rustle and hustle of the world, and we're we're in this space. And like we could create a narrative, a picture which would bring on the romanticism experience. Now, exploration would be a little bit different because. You could say that one is exploring their their experience at a deeper level. Like exploration would be you're exploring a new location externally, but you could also be exploring uh, um, new levels of experience in one's own personal experience. But there's a limit. Because exploration is not focused on the, the profundity of the information. Romanticism, there are certain objective things that are fundamentally romantic. While exploration could be universal, anything could be explored. One could explore the leaf for the rest of their life and write papers on it. One can do that, and they won't be stopped. But romanticism is 
is laser focused on experience laser focus on the connection to oneself in relationship to reality and so certain reality is more potent to oneself because oneself is a specific structure so whatever that is that selfhood is they're going to connect to certain reality the same and we could also say that certain reality is more has more offerings in it of depth than other realities so that we could say that a leaf offers a certain depth of reality but we could say that the boardwalk offers more depth of reality now one can spend their life trying to, attempting to romanticize the leaf but the general public will be easier it will be way easier for them to romanticize the boardwalk because that that has it consists whatever it is that the boardwalk has it holds more exper more depth of reality than uh, a leaf does and the proof is that we don't take our romantic experiences and go visit a leaf we don't go we don't when we are trying to attempt to experience reality at its deepest sense we don't go to certain places we don't go to uh, you know, uh, a blacksmith and enjoy a date while the blacksmith is is doing his trade because it's not teaching us the depth of reality, but we will go to certain locations that do have within it a depth of reality. That is why the, a romantic date will will usually be in locations that are culturally significant this is very important because for sure the depth of reality is where something is culturally significant so you get to experience more of your romantic date in a romantic location so everything is just heightened to the to the finest degree but moving away from romanticism and exploration Okay, let's just let's put the benefit on the exploration for a second. What exploration does that romanticism can't do is exploration assists to um, explore everything or anything. It doesn't have limits of one's own experience. And one could sit in their own house and continuously explore within their house but one can't romanticize within their house on a continuous basis because there is an objective depth of reality that could only be accessed by those specific locations now exploration okay one could say well okay so i could go explore you know non-culturally significant countries for example right and whatever that means there's an objective we could get to a consensus on that which is the best we can do to get objective truth um, and by exploring that they, they they're making use of a certain level of romanticism but they're also making use of something new to the 
to the um, what we say depth of reality. Meaning, one could find more depth of reality where no one else found depth of reality, right? So, one could go into a new location that's not recognized as a depth of reality and find depth of reality. Now, most of the time that that's not occurring, but there are the, the, the events that do occur where one can find romanticism where no one else found it. Therefore, we would say that exploration is important because of the fact that it doesn't have a bias of depth of reality or the experience of oneself so that one could find something even beyond you know the the parameters of of the parameters of romanticism let's say so if one is only seeking romanticism the depth of experience then they're never willing or there's nothing in them to engage in new experiences that might have romanticism in them or might not. So exploration is there to go to the deep unknown that doesn't offer anything while romanticism is going into a place that clearly offers something. There's, there's, there's something here and we're, we're being present to it and taking it in. Now, this leads us to sensuality. Sexuality, not to be confused with sexuality, is... A little bit different than romanticism because it's it's connected to the libido drive. It's connected to the sexual energy. It, it cannot be divorced. One cannot be, I would say, have a sensual experience that doesn't have some sort of erotic undertone. Although it doesn't have to be explicit in the situation. That's one difference between that and romanticism. Secondly, sensuality is specific to dynamics and relationships so one cannot be sensual towards an object i mean they could manipulate their imagination to create the object in a personified way but generally speaking one can't sensuality is limited to relationships specifically human relationships and it gets even more limited when we realize that it's it's a libido aspect. Now, sensuality would be the romanticism of the libido. So what sensuality is, is recognizing the depth of experience in one's connections to other people. And so, right, so somebody might have a friend and there's a certain experience to that relationship now if one wanted to explore that depth and take it in for all it's worth you could say that they're exploring they're romanticizing their relationship but it wouldn't do justice to what is occurring what really is occurring is they're exploring the sensual aspects of their relationship they're exploring their sensuality because there's no objective depth to reality in a relationship, it's very subjective. So that <clears throat> even if one, even if, if I myself have a certain connection to another, the world would not agree to that experience. The world would, would, 
be indifferent to that experience. So it's it's completely my own experience. So it's my romanticism that is not teaching me the depth of reality as the objective world is offering, as the global universal world is offering, but rather it's exploring the depth of reality in my own experience of myself. So that might be the cardinal difference between the two, where sensuality is a subjective romanticism, and romanticism is an objective romanticism. And exploration isn't anything. It's, it's not limited to, to experience or selfhood. It's just wherever one wants to explore, they can explore. If anything, by even giving a definition to exploration, we're limiting the exploration because it's, it's all expansive. Now, <clears throat> sensuality and romanticism will bridge very often because what is depth of reality will also be a good place for one to attach their own depth of reality to its situation. Therefore, if somebody has a sensual relationship, they'll bring it, they'll go on a date to a, a romantic location so that the sensual experience, was, which is like a, a subjective depth of reality gets to mesh with the objective reality of the world. It's almost like the world is agreeing to that reality so that they're in harmony. The, the sensual experience, what it lacks is the fact that the world doesn't agree to their experience or doesn't care. And the romanticism, the romantic location doesn't, is is weak in some sense because it's not in regards to anybody's relationship. One one couldn't say that I'm in relationship to this location. One could say that, but it's not it's not an experience, a relationship material. It's it's in all selfhood. It's not restricted to libido aspects or whatever relationship is, which is a topic of itself. Now, sensuality gets the worst rap because to highlight sensuality, one would have to say that one should explore the depth of their libido and, and see how deep their passions are and let that live. Now, why does that get a bad rap? Because... What's assumed at the end of that is one using that upon society in an incorrect manner. But I've, I've, I've always said this, like it's, it's this paradox, which is that true sensuality will never lead to objectification. Because what sensuality says is the same thing as applies to romanticism. True romanticism will never be boring or lacking substance. So true sensuality will never get to a place where it's empty or destructive because what it wants is the depth of experience. And when one tries to get the object, over, laser focuses on one thing, laser focuses and, and, and attempts at satisfying the sensual experience, 
what they're doing is they're not satisfying the central experience, they're killing the central experience. So that the culmination, the climax of a sexual union is a form of death to sensuality. And everybody will know that that's when the libido gets the weakest, right after. So there's a death that's happening. So anybody who's exploring sensuality would never want to have it lead to the end because then it's over. And the same thing with romanticism. Nobody would want to explore romanticism for its full depth because what happens is they, okay, this is important. This is very different than sensuality and also a certain danger. If somebody wants to explore romanticism more than a lot, it's allotted to them, what happens is they become enmeshed with the experience. For example, if somebody sits at a romantic, in a romantic experience, with with such fullness and and sits in it and wants more and more of it what happens is they become a part of the fabric of what they're exploring and they lose all that exploring because what what's really happening with romanticism is one is taking an experience an external experience and bringing it all in so everything external is now taking over the self so it's good because you're really taking in the world, but it's bad because the self is starting to get weaker and weaker. And when it gets to, to a certain depth, there's nothing left in the self to experience the, the romantic experience. And they're, they're, they're living in the external world subjectively. They're living in that external romantic experience without any selfhood that's interacting with it. Now, if this is done too often, then there's a complete neglect, and then it's, it's it's a form of suicide, actually, because what is happening, this is where the romantics got a little bit extreme, where they, they went to this depth, not understanding what romanticism is, or not caring about it, which is that they went so far that there was nothing left for them to experience. All their senses were... Um, overstimulated and everything just took the picture of what they were connecting to and there was no place that they could call themselves in that so it's right it's giving up oneself to the beauty of experience now that sounds nice only that it's like saying one should sacrifice their own life for a, for an experience of beauty which is ridiculous so Romanticism, it's the, the, the worst end of romanticism is one's neglect of self and suicide. The worst end of sensuality is one neglect of their relationships and an extreme objectification that's, that's truly harmful into, in the interaction. So what sensuality is broken in is 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 the pain that it causes to the social world what romanticism is broken is the pain that is caused to oneself therefore obviously the public sphere is going to have a bigger problem with sensuality than with romanticism because that is the thing that harms the public sphere romanticism doesn't harm the public sphere it harms only the person that gets uh, enveloped by the experience. It's almost as if 
one would say, don't be sensual, just be romantic. Therefore, you could die and the world could live on. It's almost like if you really want to be central, be romantic, and then you will die and then we live on. So it's there's a certain selfishness, certain lack of understanding in the public sphere that leads to an offering of self-sacrifice or whatever. Now, I would say that <clears throat> romanticism is also more dangerous to selfhood because, well, as we said, it could envelop the full self and there'll be nothing left. So it has to be mediated with like balance of like, okay, there's me in the experience and it's not just, wow, let's take it all in. But sensuality, this is this is really the purpose of of what I'm trying to say here is that it's not a broken sensuality or romanticism that has caused people to do harm. It's a lack of real romanticism and real sensuality that causes people to lack because sensuality the credence is that the experience of the libido and if that is culminating then sensuality is 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 gone so somebody exploring that would be just the hero of a social world because it's the complete, the one who's most sensual, this is the one who's truly, again, truly needs to be emphasized here. The one who's truly sensual is the one who will do the least harm onto society sexually. And the one who's truly romantic, truly, truly romantic will and truly again emphasized where they're not letting themselves get um, enveloped by the experience um, will one who's truly romantic right will be the least willing to sacrifice their self because they're always mitigating they're always so careful to to truly experience the experience with a lens that goes back on themselves and never allowing themselves to just get hurt in 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 being attached to the experience the 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 whole credence is that i love myself so much that i don't want to get stuck in the experience but i also love myself so much that i want to fully experience what is happening around me and so sensuality would be the same thing. I love you so much that I want to experience every aspect of that love. And right, so then right, so then it will be the least harmful form of love. Um okay. So we're getting somewhere we understand the good and bad of, of these things. Now Let's let's move to exploration and, and we'll we'll conclude. Now exploration doesn't like one could explore in their own mind, one could explore in the world, one could explore the unknown that doesn't even have definition. One can explore the known, like they know it, but they're exploring it. 
they can explore it for its depth. Exploration really covers everything, but in a way covers nothing because we could say that romanticism is exploration and we could say that sensuality is exploration, but that it's not at all. It's not all it is. And it, sensuality is the exploration of, let's say, the relationship aspect of experience. And romanticism is the exploration of the objective reality in experience. And so they all come together in some beautiful way. So, yeah, I hope there's some clarity in this because it's, it's such an important topic. And in a way... We don't want to exhaust its depth as we've spoken. Thanks for listening. And if you would like to see the video version of this, check out my channel on YouTube.